I like the pre-talks before we even get started. No, they'd be good, man. Welcome back to the Business Stir Fry Podcast. I have the main host here with me. Wrap up, wrap up time. That's Mike Will. Mike Will Inc. You know the voice. At man. Mike Will on At Mike Instagram. Will. Please follow him. We need all the likes. We need all the follows. Um, I am your other host. My name is Gavin, a.k.a. Gavo, a.k.a. Some people call me Coke. Don't ask me why. It's a long story. Um, we are. If you a, see him, you'll understand why you, they call you'll him understand, Coke. You'll understand. And I've gotten a lot of DMs about drugs. I'm like, yo, I don't do drugs. I don't know. Which it's a hustling about. podcast, man, but we do not. Margins are low. Unless we're going to become Jay-Z. Drugs is not the way to go, man. Margins too fucking low. Too Abs- much risk. Too much risk. Nobody wants to go to jail. Fuck that. So... This is the wrap up For most people that don't know After we go through a couple podcasts We kind of like to wrap up What's been going on What we've been talking about And kind of give you um, For this This is for your ride into work Unless you got a real long commute Then you should go listen to all the other episodes But this When you're going to work You got that 25 minutes to spare Um, We want to thank you for rocking with us Man look look Listen to this podcast We're the only individuals in this space We're, We're not culture vulturing ourselves No We're the only hustling podcast discussing business discussing strategy pulling in individuals that are in your world that are similar to you that's pushing you and telling you like hey i know you're starting your business i know it feel like that shit's gonna fail i know you're up against the wall Mm -hmm. i know you don't know what to do next this is the podcast for you absolutely period and we about the culture you hear the music in the background this ain't that standard corny stuff but anyway um episode one of this podcast mike got on air and he goes the market is crashing. Just give y'all a heads up. A recession is coming. Yeah, recession is. You know, <clears throat> so episode one, I said recession is coming. And my eyes got so, wide. So if you started listening <laughs> to episode one, we're on episode. I don't. I don't even know. I'm gonna say nine. But nine, nine, nine or ten is where we're at right now. Uh-huh. So we're talking about a full month later, or two months later, and it's it's starting to look like that we may actually already be in the recession. Oh god. So much so. Oh god. That. A few podcasts ago, maybe a couple podcasts ago, we were talking about indicators of an upcoming recession. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I actually said was mall closures yep. will be an indicator. I said mall closures will be an indicator of a recession. And my apologies, I said the wrong thing. All right. Mm. Mall closures will be a lagging indicator of a recession. So what you want to listen for is someone saying malls are closing. Uh-huh. At that point, if the market has not crashed, it's you're 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 like days away, right? Minutes away, <laughs> and I, I mean I'm I'm being very 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 inflammatory right now, but I mean that it is coming. Absolutely. So what you want to listen for is um it's indicators, not lagging indicators. You want to know what's happening before it actually happens, and store closures would be that. And of course, we've had store closures for the last two or three years. Mm-hmm. Pay pay good pay real good attention during earnings seasons. With companies announcing layoffs and companies allow, announcing store closures, because what yeah. happens is that's your variable. Um, you know, yeah. you, can't, you can't do anything with sunk costs. You can't do anything with your fixed costs. Variable costs you can change, and variable costs are going to be employees layoffs, store closures because your leases are ending. Yes, yeah. all that's going to be under variable costs. So, apologies when I said that that small closure would be the end of the. Um, Will be an indicator. It's not an indicator. It's a lagging indicator. Um, a, a good indicator, though. Two things I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you. Now, both of these, when you hear it, they're going to be lagging indicators. Okay. But if you pay attention, this will be front running. You'll know what's okay. going on. Um, sixty percent market participation. So most of the time in a failing economy or or economy with a recession, 
I shouldn't say failing. You have over 60 people, 60% of active investors are in the market. Mm -hmm. So that's your baby boomers, your mom and pop. People who normally never invest are jumping into the market Okay, uh, at that at that given time. Uh, when it reaches 60%, that's normally when wealthy people start seeing that, ah, this market is heavy. Yeah. And they start pulling their money out. And I actually saw two articles in the last two weeks. Uh, one of them was, if you wanted to invest your first $1,000, <laughs> Invested into the S&P 500, which is great advice uh-huh. five years ago. Okay. <laughs> it's not great advice right now. Right? <laughs> okay. So while they are correct, that is an indicator that they're trying to get retail. They're trying to get people who are not investing into the market. Look, we hear like if a taxi cab driver saying stuff about stocks, it's time to get out it's of the market. It's time to go. All right. <laughs> if anybody's at your job that never talks about stocks is now finally starting to talk about stocks, guys, the market is over. They all right, have a bank account. Mar- market is <laughs> over. So I saw an article on the thousand dollar S and P, and then I also saw another article, and I believe both of these were on CNBC. Which, if you would have invested a thousand dollars in the Salesforce, we actually have it on the Facebook page. So if you actually mm-hmm. look up business stir fry, please follow us and like on, us. on Facebook. We actually posted both of those articles, and the reason why I posted it again. Anytime I post an article on Facebook, this is to give you insight into the macro level of the market. Mm -hmm. The articles are great. Read the articles. But once you read the article and you get an understanding, there's a secondary understanding that I I also want you to understand. It's like when you come to a stop sign, right? Like everybody knows you read the stop sign and stop, right? Well, the reason there's a reason why you stop. <laughs> there's a reason why you don't just plow through the stop sign. All right, just <laughs> go past it. Yeah. It's, it's, so it's also when I post the article, right? Like I want you to read the article. There's a reason I want you to read it, but then there's also a secondary reason, and I wanted to, and it just reminded me that I said something that was incorrect, and I just wasted three five minutes. Come on, man. Don't, don't be my child. See, if you're Come my on, child, man. you see, I'm gonna overexplain Come on, Mike. everything we to give you. You the gunshot. <laughs> All right, man. Yeah, that happens. But uh, yeah, wrap up episode. We're gonna, we're, gonna, we're gonna discuss a few things here. Hope y'all enjoyed the last episode about um, Jay Z. He's actually one of my favorite people. I probably we actually went over in that one because I wanted to the get longest it all episode. in. Yeah, the longest episode. Shout out to Jay Z. Yeah, hopefully, um, please go on our Facebook page. Let us know who you want us to cover next. Um, the a uh, couple weeks after we talked about the market, we talked about. I'm gonna say this to be funny, comedian. <laughs> Brian Allen, yeah, he's not a comedian, ladies. That's and that is my boy, Can man. We go like, ahead and I, just I am like the that. biggest Byron Allen fan. I mean, just because of, I mean, this man. He, I mean, this is my route. I mean, you know, you're talking mm-hmm. about someone that grows up one way, you do things that you shouldn't do, you go corporate, yeah, and you know, all hustles when they go corporate, they go into sales because it's still hustling, yeah. And then he did his thing, and then he grew. You know, he just he's he's absolutely blown up. And Byron Allen actually had a lawsuit against all the major telecommunications company. Mm-hmm. So, and, I, and his channels are on UVerse now, but he still has a pending lawsuit against um, Comcast. Okay. And I also I, I want to say I want to send another major provider, but since I'm not a hundred percent sure, I'm not I'm not going to say he's the, oh Charter Charter. I just confirmed Interesting. it. So he still has a major Allen Entertainment um, Studios Network. Still has a pending lawsuit against Charter and Comcast. Twenty billion dollars against Comcast, ten billion dollars against Charter for alleged civil rights violations. So what he is saying, he's saying from the 1981 Act that Comcast and Charter refused to put his his shows on 
because he is a minority because he he's black and they're gonna have to go to court they're gonna have to prove it well actually charter and comcast are gonna have to prove that they did not mm. that they did not That's discriminate yeah well i mean you know in in court I mean, there, there's a low bar sometimes when you have to. Yeah, we have to say racial discrimination, just because you live in a country that have absolutely <laughs> practiced racial discrimination. So it's, really? it's likely, <laughs> <laughs> it's likely in business if you're saying you're being racially discriminated what, against. What was the years that he was claiming this happened? Uh, this was back in I want to say late '90s, early 2000s, okay. early 2000s when he sued. So if you don't know who, know who Byron Allen is, Byron Allen is a, a media mogul. He's a guy, absolutely. But um, all the dot TV channels are all his channels. But he owns more networks now. I mean, he bought Fox Sports, uh, regional networks. He the weather. Yeah, he bought the Weather Channel, uh-huh. and he he has a lot of local affiliates. I mean, if, if you don't know who Byron Allen is, and you're listening to this podcast. When you get off the podcast, just go and Google Byron Allen because we're going to talk about him a lot because he is uh, quintessentially who we all aspire to be. Absolutely. You know, him and, you know, Jay-Z to a lesser extent, right? Because we really don't like discussing entertainment. We really want to discuss hustling and business. Absolutely. Jay-Z fits that, but he also falls under, you just put your mindset in the the mind of an entertainer. So while Jay-Z is like one of my favorite hustlers, um, Byron Allen would be absolutely like if you if you want to say hey who you want to sit down and have dinner with mm. is, for me hands down it could be Byron Allen that's dope um I want to have dinner with Kevin Durant man um, because me and him we're gonna roll up to the Warriors and we just gonna, oh we got a problem here we gotta you know we gotta take it boys in the hood style we gotta pull up uh, we want to walk into the office we gotta you know we need Joe Lake up there we need. Uh, we need Bob Myers there, and we want to know why, what happened. Um, for most people that don't know, we really kind of stay away from sports on this podcast unless it's totally necessary. But for most people know, my third favorite basketball player of all time is Kevin Durant. It don't matter about the first two at this point. But he's my current favorite NBA player, and he had a calf strain, allegedly. Uh, yeah, yeah, calf strain. We, we know that's all bullshit now. Exactly. And so, <laughs> you know, he planted his foot last night in the game. He was he was forced. He was bullied. He was, I'm going to call it bullying because that gets that gets people's antennas up. Yeah, yeah, it gets people's antennas up. He, 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 was, he was bullied in the plane. <laughs> bullied in the plane basketball. So it, all, it, it, so it always comes down to... Uh, a labor versus management argument. Absolutely. Right? So it, it, on this podcast, again, you know, we're, we're here for entrepreneurs, hustlers, you know, people who are starting from the bottom and, and pushing up to the top. Mm-hmm. Athletes kind of fit that that yeah. mold because they are, whereas it's not business per se, your body is a business. Absolutely. And Kevin Durant, and, and, and it's, it's, such a, it's such a good, such a good argument now. That now athletes will absolutely say, no, I'm not playing. My, I, I know better to play because my body is telling me not to. And it's the same thing in your business. Like when you start your business, there are going to be people that's going to tell you, you should do this. Absolutely. You should go here. And and you know you're not ready for it. You know you're not ready to push through to that next level. I, I mm-hmm. Man, I've gotten it so much with Cobo Coffee. You should do this. You should yeah. do this. You should do this. And it's, I'm listening to the business like, nah, this, yeah. that's not what you want. Absolutely. You head down that direction. You know, how far are you going to get down that road before you realize you was in the wrong direction? And now you got to come all the way back. Absolutely. And with Kevin Durant, 
I mean, now, I mean, <laughs> poor guy. I mean, he's stuck with the Warriors, and I don't think that's what he wants to be. I don't think he wants to be there either. And it changes a lot of things. It actually changes, you know, a business for him. Yeah. You know, it changes that. Like, let's just look at it from that. I mean, he's in uh, he's in Oakland. Even they want to say he's in San Francisco yeah. and, you know, all of that. But anyway, you're out there at the Bay. It's not too short of Oakland no more, though. Nah, it's not too <laughs> much. But you're out there in the Bay. You have all these business ventures there. But then we're saying, hey, maybe you do go to New York and you just change the landscape of not only NBA but also of your business. Or maybe you go to L.A. and you change that there. And things of like that. And for people who don't know – he making he's making thirty something million dollars playing basketball. But not only that, Nike is handing you thirty two million dollars as well. Nike pays Kevin Durant more than the Warriors do. But but let's look at so what he is he, a business. What I'm trying to get. Yeah, to. but but let's look at what he could what he potentially lost. Absolutely. With that injury. Oh my gosh. I mean, so you lost your ability to be able to go to wherever you want to go. Your business Absolutely. can't go wherever you want to go. You lose anymore. a little bit of power. Yeah. So you so you've lost power. Who who knows if you'll come back. Yeah. From that Achilles. I mean, I, I I've actually blown both Achilles, right? He's an old so, man. Yeah, my, I am an old man. I'm not Kevin Durant. I'm not a world class athlete. I was a decent athlete though, but I'm not, not world class. <laughs> but you know, it, it takes a year off. I uh-huh. mean, period. You, it takes a year. So now that's a year of earning power that you're really not going to have. That's a year of leverage that you're Absolutely. really not going to have. And it goes back to the labor versus management argument. And this is this is why. You guys got to understand what collective bargaining is, mm-hmm. and that's why <laughs> NBA players get paid so much money. If he did not have collective bargaining power, Kevin Durant would miss the whole supermax that he's about to get from Golden State. Absolutely, because there are no supermax contracts given out in the NFL. <laughs> Number one athlete in the NFL goes out and tear his Achilles helping the team he's in cutting. the Super Bowl. You're cut. He's cutting next year. Yeah, you're all right. Good. Kevin Durant don't have to worry about that. It's no. not because NBA owners love him. No. It's because of collective bargaining power. The least he's going to make next year is $32 million. That's the least. And he's going to make more because he's going to opt out. They're going to sign the Supermax because they're going to feel bad about that deal. Yeah. But, but guys, rem- please remember this in two different places. Remember this in your business when people are, are, are trying it. to give you any kind of advice. Protect, protect your business. You know, one of the laws of power, right? Protect your reputation at all costs. Mm-hmm. That goes into your business as well. If you have a business and you're producing income, protect your business at all Absolutely. costs, period, point blank. Listen to your business. Don't listen to all the voices outside of you. And if you're working for a job right now, understand you, you're you expendable because you don't have collective bargaining. Absolutely. <laughs> what? <laughs> and also, um, with the 22 laws of branding, they even talk about in there, going back to your business part, is you got to be careful about listening to people about expanding because sometimes in expanding, if you... What I'm trying to get to is a bunch of people are in your ear talking to you, telling you you should and shouldn't do this. You got to really play that out and say, is it worth it? Is it right? Should I do it? Kevin Durant didn't do it. As they say, all money isn't good money. Well, Mike Tyson is getting a lot of good money. Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson. You know what? I I, I like Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson goes back to what we were discussing last episode with Uh Jay-Z of recreating yourself. You know, law number 25, recreating yourself. And and Mike, you know, he he's in Vegas. He's been in Vegas for a long time. He's a Vegas resident. I love Vegas. Yeah, I love. Vegas. <laughs> uh, we'll be in October. So if anybody listen to this podcast, if you're in Vegas in October and please. you would like to invite us to your Cambana, please let us. We'll know. be in there. We'll be there. We'll be in there. Drunk. Uh, but uh, Mike, for people you, don't know, we go from boxing. You were you were uh, grown enough to remember Mike slaughtering people in a 
boxing ring. Yeah, I mean, I was, I, I mean, I was a young lad, but I was a boxing fan. My dad was a boxing fanatic, so I, I watched a lot of boxing. So I remember Mike come up and coming. I also remember Mike um, being on the mat. <laughs> exactly. You've seen the whole yeah. process versus me. I get the, you know, when I was coming up, it was everybody is scared of Mike. I never got to really see that. And then I just remember the Holyfield incident and Mike on the mat. But anyway, after that, you know, there was a dark place in, in uh, Mike Tyson's life and he's going through a lot. But then he recreates himself like you talk about, right? So now he's doing musicals. And for people who don't know right now, he's looking into buying a 407-mile um, acre, you know, resort. Wonder, wonder how they're going to work that out. But I, I love the idea, though. Like, I love the idea of Mike Tyson building a pot empire. I mean, that exactly that fits Mike. That Absolutely. fits Mike. And I, and I hope he does well in it. I hope he nails it. And I hope he has the right people around him. That I was just about to say that because you know, go back to one of the, one of our first pods, right? Yeah, you got to have the right team. Um, go matter of fact, goes back to the last pod, right? So we talked about, gosh, man, we talked about Jay Z a few podcasts, but remember we were saying that yeah, his right team may be Beyonce. Yeah, and we we didn't even discuss this in the last podcast because we, we didn't went, even get there. Oh, yeah, we didn't even get there. <laughs> But when we talk about the elevation of Jay Z and being around the right team, we talk about the when he leaves Steve Stout, Dame, mm-hmm. Rockefeller, and then he, he then he takes off. Yeah. And what we did not add in there was that is actually right around the time where he met Beyonce. Yeah, and everything just went higher. Everything went higher, and and watching you know uh, what was the homecoming. Yeah. And, and you watch the credits on at the end of homecoming, and yeah. everything is Beyonce. No. That mindset, Absolutely. and if you look at where Jay-Z, where he took off from the 03 to 06 frame to like 06 to where he is now, yeah. that him and Beyonce might just be that t- that tag team tandem. I think it's amazing. Uh, this is one of my random ways of going off topic. I think it's amazing for them to FaceTime each other. Their assistants have to set it up, and they have to intercept the calls before they can get on the FaceTime together. I thought that was crazy at homecoming. I don't know if anybody else caught that but me. <laughs> um, last thing, a Rock Nation artist. Yep. Um, managed by Rock Nation. Um, on the Double XL cover, we talked about this last episode. There was a young lady on there, and no, we ain't talking about Tierra Marie, so y'all can go ahead and stop right now. <laughs> um, there was a young lady, you know, who was also a musical artist. And right now, uh, as far as all women, not just black, not just, um, you know, all women dealing with music. She's the richest one. We're talking about Rihanna. Rihanna. It comes out, and you've been talking about how you need to marry Rihanna, get with her right now. Um, but let's let's talk about this Rihanna being worth $600 million. Is, we got a cash restaurant. Here. Okay. $600 million. And also, I mean, so so again, let's let's go back to what we always talk about on this podcast. Uh-huh. You have to be a producer. Absolutely. All right. Entertaining, you will make a lot of money. Yeah. But when you're talking about going next level, what is it is that you're creating? Like, remember, guys, it's only three things. You have you, product, service, expertise. Every time. That, we need the, to say that every podcast. We do, we do need to say it. <laughs> Those are the three things that you could do. To actually create something, if you are actually singing a song, yeah, you're, you're it's not a product. Nope, not your singing is the mm-hmm. expertise. So always remember the things that that you produce are going to be the things that make you wealthy. So when Rihanna was out there singing songs, yeah, she was doing well. She's making mm-hmm. a lot of money, 
that's where she got all her fame from and her clout. Absolutely. But when she went to the next level, it's when she got with Louis Vuitton, Moet Hennessy luxury group, the most premier luxury group on the planet. Absolutely. And they've produced this makeup line together. You know, yeah. You which, get Fenty. Yeah, Fenty, which is, you know, for, they created the 40 shades and mm-hmm. then it, it went global. And here she is now. She's worth six hundred million. And chances are in the next two to three years, she's gonna be a billionaire. Absolutely. Chances are, right? It took Kylie two years. Yeah, so it's one and, and again, her her brand is just it, I think it'll be two years in September. Yeah. So it's still a really, really new brand. Mm-hmm. Guys, produce. If you're out here and, and, and your mate and your most your largest product is you're reselling for somebody else. Or you're you're trying to make a million dollars network marketing, Absolutely. you know, doing something with somebody else or whatever it is. That's not how you're going to make all your money. I'm not saying don't. If, if you're doing it and you're making money, cool. Yeah. If you're doing it and it's costing you money right now, shut it down. Because Absolutely. the moment you shut it down, you're instantly going to make whatever it is that you're costing yourself. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> you're going to make that instantly. Absolutely. Well, you know what? This kind of goes back to our old episodes because for most people don't know, when Rihanna, Rihanna didn't make a lot of money off of music. Um, I think some people... Miss that because, you know, not only your masters, then you're looking at it and saying, Rihanna didn't write her music. People know that. I mean, she's getting show money. But for most people, some people know that Rihanna actually had a business partner who was stealing money from her. Yeah. When she was coming up. And you're saying, hey, I'm going to get that person out of my life. And then she leveraged her popularity, her music, and say, I want to, the laws of Brandon talks about this. You, If you're not going to be the first person into a space, you need to create a space where you can be the first one so what rihanna does is say all right kylie is jumping into the makeup game you know there's already yep. a bunch of makeup artists now what and i i hate to do this but rihanna and kylie are kind of in the two same areas as far as you know entertainers and things of that nature but what does rihanna do she says all right there's not a space for women of women of color to have a, a makeup catered to them yeah so she creates that and now you're looking at it and saying hey and I mean, me and you had this conversation off air. I'm like, I don't see how Beyonce, how Madonna, how J Lo, you know, how these women who's been doing music, who who at least have you know 15 years on Rihanna in music, yep. and probably worldwide more popular than her, are not worth more. But you know, Rihanna created a space where she said, "I'm not going to be the first one, but I'm going to create a space where I can be the first one." And she's blossoming for it. And I mean, more power to her, man, because Fenty got, it has a chance to be something very, very special. And dude, um, it's funny you, you mentioned Fenty. So a good friend of mine's, um, her neighbor's daughter's graduating. So her, her neighbor's daughter is a 17 year old Caucasian girl. Right? Uh-huh. <laughs> and <laughs> she bought her some Fenty brushes. Uh-huh. It's funny you mentioned it because I didn't even know Fenty was Rihanna, honestly, up, up <laughs> two weeks ago. And surprise, surprise, I don't wear makeup. <laughs> so I didn't know. <laughs> but it's such a brand that it, it, it is cross-cultural. So even absolutely. though Rihanna came out in 2017 with all the shades, yeah, absolutely. It, the brand have gotten to the point to where it is cross-cultural now that, yeah, like 17-year-old you know, Caucasian little girls are like, oh my God, I got Fenty I, brushes. Yeah, exactly. And I, that is... That is such a strong and powerful thing. And, and when you see that, yeah, I mean, Rihanna will be a billionaire in the next two years. And I feel bad for any of you uh, 
any of you guys out there that really loves her music because she's not doing music no more. Just to give y'all a heads up. Whenever <laughs> I, she does music, she's just gonna be bored and say, I guess. I, I don't I, I cannot see Rihanna ever doing music ever again. Why would you go back into a studio? For what? Exactly. <laughs> For what? Just to let y'all know. Yeah. No music is coming. Rihanna, Rihanna music is done. She might produce a hit, a Man. collabo. Just because she might enjoy entertaining. Exactly. But yeah, Rihanna, uh, the next Rihanna album, I don't see it happening. I don't see it happening. No time soon, at least. Um, Thank y'all for rocking with us. Please be sure to hop on Facebook. Let us know how we doing. Let us know um, if you want to come on, if you want to be a guest. Let us know that. If you have, if you know anybody we should bring on as a guest, let us know, man. We want to hear back from y'all. And uh, we'll get at y'all next time. Hey, holla at your boy. Hustle, pay the price. Want a slice.